Welcome back to Off the Edge. I'm Jay Beasley. Today is a great Tuesday. We get our little recap of the Kansas Jayhawks North Carolina National Championship matchup, and we all know who won. Yeah, that's right. You could say it. The Kansas Jayhawks, Rochalk Jayhawk, whatever they say up there. And we'll also be talking about golf and my plans for the Masters and how I'll be covering that. And then to wrap it all up, we have the five-star frenzy. And with all that said, let's get this thing rolling. So we all know, we all know who won the national championship, okay? And honestly, it wasn't a surprise to me. You can ask any person I talked to for the game, before the game, whatever, that I had the Kansas Jayhawks winning this game. That was interesting. If you look up the national championship score, by the way, because I have it pulled up, uh, it shoots little fireworks. So if you, I typed in Kansas. So Kansas fans, if you want to Google Kansas Jayhawks men's basketball or just type in Kansas in it, shows the final score it shoots little fireworks so congratulations to the Kansas Jayhawks what a game what a game to watch um honestly listen my off the edge um my off the edge tournament challenge that I did I had North Carolina winning it all so I'm I'm pretty proud of that pick you know I had the number eight seed going all the way to the end I trusted them to do that I thought they had the talent to do it and for goodness sakes they came really really close just two missed threes away from being the national champions, um, but obviously Kansas came in on top. Kansas has the best victory that there's, I, I think, ever been in the national championship in terms of a comeback. The comeback was beautiful. It was so well played. So let's go over UNC's side before we go over Kansas' side. And what? let's talk. Baycott, amazing game. He got hurt right at the end, so extremely heartbreaking. He has a nice 15 points, and this is what can I mean. This is what UNC does. UNC plays ball across and very leveled. So Armando Baycott, 15 points. Uh, Manic, he had 13. That's a dude with the long blonde hair. If you don't know who that is, R.J. Davis, smooth 15. And then you had Caleb Love. He had 13, and he really didn't have a breakaway game or anything like that. And then. Leaky Black, which is the coolest name ever for a basketball player, had two points. Overall, UNC played really well as a squad. And a lot of people, I, I'm really going to be mad if Caleb Love is remembered as the guy who didn't clutch his three-point shots in the national championship because the kid did so much throughout this tournament. He was extremely clutch in every other game. And, you know, moment's not too big. I'm not saying that. He just didn't clutch up in this game. And you can't hold a guy to that standard sometimes, you know? I, I hate that for him. I hope that's not what he's remembered for. He's a very talented player in college basketball. And to me, the the future of UNC looked extremely bright. This is an eight seed, making it all the way to the national championship. That's the lowest seed ever, and another eight seed has done it before. But that's the lowest the seed's ever been at eight to win a national championship. So that's extremely impressive that they got there in the first place. A lot of doubt coming into this game. And let's not forget, they beat their arch-rival Duke. Like, and when I say arch-rival, like, we talk like there's teams that hate each other, right? Auburn and Alabama hate each other. It's an interstate rivalry. But in this basketball rivalry, I mean, it's crazy how much these teams hate each other. Like, inside the state of North Carolina, it is crazy. 
So, I, you know, I, in a way, North Carolina, this is a huge, like, overall, this tournament is a win for North Carolina. I think you come out of this happy. Um, I don't know if contempt's the word for it, but you definitely come out of it happier than you were when you started it. I mean, look at the recruits they're going to be able to pull now. So let's switch over to the Kansas side. Kansas played a really good game. They played a well rounded gate off the game off the bench. A lot more players got into the game. So let's start with it. Jalen Wilson, they got 15 points. Uh, you had McCormick, he had 15 points. You had Braun, who had 12 points. I will say this, Christian Braun is not my favorite player just because of the way he performs. Uh, you had Ochai, he had 12 points. He's been really quiet for a guy that looks like he's going to go really high up in his draft stock. So, you know, I, and that's not that's nothing against him. We'll keep talking about that later. You had John Harris, he had two, and then Remy Martin. I'm not the biggest fan of Remy's style of play, but it's probably because I like to play like that when I play pickup basketball. It's scrappy, and it works so good, and he's extremely clutch. He gets him in this game. So let's talk a little bit about Ochai. He he was extremely quiet throughout the entire tournament. He didn't do much. Uh, I you know he wasn't the in season player that he was. But I look back to a player like Moses Moody or Kate Cunningham. Those guys really didn't make huge dents when they played inside of the tournament. They're very skilled players, but I don't you know I don't think there's necessarily a huge correlation to NBA talent to tournament time because I feel like tournament time is a lot more emotions too and drive and things like that. So. I'm not holding that against him. Ooh, excuse me. I'm not holding that against them. He played an extremely good game. It's just he was very quiet. It, it felt quiet, okay? I mean, how many rebounds? Three rebounds, one assist. With how, how long do you play? 37 minutes? I mean, that's extremely quiet. But obviously, he's a presence on the court. And, he, you know, he, he really is a presence on the court. So, overall, fantastic, fantastic final you know, I, I, I think this is great for Kansas's legacy. I think they needed this. I think Bill Self needed this. Not because anything would have changed. Bill Self's a legendary coach. But as a blue blood, it's hard to look at Kansas, and, and they dominate, right? They dominate, or they they at least play r extremely well, if, we're not, if you don't want to say dominate, their conference in the Big 12, right? But, I mean, it, it's just crazy that how many – how many national championships was it? It's they have. Oh, where is it? They have one, two, three, four, four national championships. Yes, yes, that is correct. They have four national championships, I believe. And in those four national champ, I mean that's not a lot for a blue blood. You think about it. I look, I look at a program like North Carolina. Like, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like, we look at North Carolina, and North Carolina is an extremely, like, old-fashioned blue blood. They're really well-known, and they have a ton of championships under their belt. Like, what, seven or eight? I feel like that's the right number. You got UCLA, who's at, like, 11. Those are blue bloods. And, but I also think of Kansas as a blue blood. But Kansas doesn't have that many championships, but they're still a blue blood. It's just weird that they didn't have that many championships. I'm sorry I'm rambling about that, but it really it really was weird. So I'm glad this helps cement their legacy. I don't know where they'll be next year. Maybe they'll be in the turn. I mean, they'll be in the tournament next year. That's a stupid thing to say. That may, I don't know where they'll be in the in the will they be in the championship again is what I'm saying. I don't know. The way too early 
top 25 came out. And this is interesting. And <laughs> you guys are going to hate this. And, I, of course, I'm going to be excited about this. But on the Arkansas is way too top, uh, early top 25. Um, you know, they say there's not a clear one. But the Arkansas Razorbacks are number one. The Houston Cougars are number two. Number three is UCLA. Number four, obviously, Kansas. Number five, the Tar Heels. Number six, the Blue Devils. Uh, that's North Carolina and Duke, by the way. Uh, Kentucky's number seven. Number eight, Baylor. Number nine, Creighton. Number 10, Arizona. Number 11, Michigan. Number 12, Gonzaga. Number 13, Nova. Number 14, Tennessee. Number 15, Alabama. Number <laughs> number 16, Auburn. Number 17, Illinois. Number 18, Dayton. I like that. Number 19, the Ducks. Number 20, Xavier. Number 21, Indiana. Number 22, Texas Longhorns. Number 23, Purdue. Number 24, Texas. And number 25, the St. Louis Billikens. Huh. That's an interesting pick. Uh, Probably the most, like, easy there, I would say, in my opinion, is I'm looking at the Arkansas Razorbacks and... Jalen Williams and Adis Tony coming back. I don't know what's going to happen there. Jalen Williams like declared for the draft but didn't because he doesn't have an agent, so he's able to come back. I'm a little worried for Arkansas if he leaves. Arkansas doesn't have a big. They don't have a big. They're playing with a bunch of guards. Um, so the projected starting lineup would be Nick Smith, there would be who is the number six on ESPN's one top 100 high school players. Then you have uh, Devo Davis. Um, Devo Davis is a fantastic defensive guy. I don't know if he's starter material, but, I mean, next year I guess he would be. Anthony Black, number 20 in ESPN's Top 100. Jordan Walsh, number 10 in ESPN's Top 100. And Adis Tony, uh, who's a, a great... He can box out. I wouldn't call him the best... I You know, I mean, great players. I just think I, I'm a little bit... I'm a little bit nervous without Jalen Williams in that mix-up because I feel like Jalen can have a little bit more de- development. And if he goes to the draft, good for him. But obviously, notably, you're missing J.D. Note, who is declared for the draft, a fantastic player. But, you know, it is what it is. You, you can't change everything. So, yeah, yeah on the way too, uh, way, way too early top 25, Arkansas number one I think is really bold. I, I even think... If I if I had to say where I would go, I'd probably put Duke as my number one. And I know, and I am not the biggest Coach K fan. But he's not there anymore, right? But number four in the ESPN top one hundreds on that team, Jeremy Roach is still there. Mark Mitchell, number thirty one on ESPN top one hundred. Uh, Fupowski, number five on ESPN's top one hundred, and then the number one recruit. Derek Lively in ESPN's 100 is also going to Duke. So I would put Duke there just based off of that. I don't know why they put Arkansas there. It's more Eric Musselman, good at getting transfers. I I just think people are... It, it seems to me like they're just having a lot of faith in the talent of Arkansas. But then I go look at... Duke, and it's like we're not having that same level of faith and talent. So it's a little weird to me. But, yeah. So in other news, <laughs> well, my uh, – my well, let's talk, let's talk sports betting. Let's get real. Let's talk sports betting. It was a pretty good recovery week for me. So I'm going to pull up my wins 
and let's go through it. Let's go through this tournament. I was losing a lot. I was losing a lot, and I'm not like losing a lot of money. I was just losing a lot in a row. So let's go to the day I started winning. All right. It starts with J.D. Note. He recovers from me. So this is our betting segment. We're going to talk about this real quick. Uh, J.D. Note, I said 20.5 points for Arkansas to win. He gets 21 plus 700 odds. I put, what, five bucks down? I won, 10, I won 40 bucks. I'm take. I'm chilling, right? Okay. Well, let's put another little $5 bet. St. Peter's to beat Purdue. Oh, that's not bad. Well, I won 45. North Carolina beat UCLA. Five bucks down, won 12. Not bad. Okay, we're on the problem. Houston to be Villanova. I mean, for Villanova to beat Houston with five bucks down, one twelve seventy five. I'm I'm chilling. So as you see, I got I kind of just like scraped my way out, right? Well, a little bit. I had St. Peter's to win it all and North Carolina to win it all, but I had one in my back pocket and I trusted it more than anything, and it was good old Kansas. To win it all. So Kansas helped me recover. We ended up on top. So we will not be sports betting. Yes, that's right. You're hearing it now. I will not be sports betting. I'll go over odds and stuff, but I'm not going to sports bet till football season because I understand football season. I have no clue about the NBA, and I'm not dumb enough to go into a sport that I don't understand. You're like, Jay, NCAA basketball is just like NBA basketball. No, it's not. And I only, I'm only going to bet basketball in March Madness. I'm not going to do anything. It's... Basketball is too scary of a sport. I understand football, but when we talk basketball, I get a little scared when I start putting money in places that I don't need to put it. So there, uh, there's my little, uh, what do I call that? My sports gambling problem segment of the show. But let's get into the Five Star Frenzy. Five Star Frenzy is brought to you by Five Star Beef Jerky. Make sure to go check it out. Five star beef jerky for the go. You can go on Amazon, check out with some. Use 15 off the edge to get a discount. That's right, 15 off the edge. So let's go over our five star frenzy. Number one, Kansas. Kansas, absolute beast. Congratulations, Kansas. You guys are the ultimate winners of March Madness. It has to feel good. I'm going to be giving it to Bill Self at number two because Bill Self's an absolutely legendary coach. He deserves all the respect, and he really does make it about the players, not himself. So I love that for him. And then number three on the list, I'm going to have to go with Remy Martin. I really do think he's the reason that Kansas won this game. If he didn't wake up, no one else, everyone was playing really good, but the, he didn't have to wake up, and he did. Okay, and so number four on this list, I'm going to give it to Baycott, I think Baycott played a really good game, and it's and he also played on a limp ankle. He's a UNC player, number five. He's down in the forward position. Just such a good game by him. 38 minutes, 15 rebounds, two assists, 15 points. Come on, that's a pretty dang good game. And then number five, I'm going to give it to Caleb Love because I really want his legacy not to be remembered as a guy who failed, but a guy who gave it his all till the very end. And sure, he wasn't the clutchest player at the end, but he clutched so many other games. And throughout March Madness, he was so entertaining to watch. I'm excited to see what this kid does in the future. But that is the Five Star Frenzy brought to you by Five Star Beef Jerky. And that's a show for you guys today. So we still have a couple hoodies here left. I'll also, we had a tournament challenge, and I will be giving the tournament winner a little goodie, and if UNC would have won, I would have won, but they didn't, so that's okay. But, yeah, there you guys go. That's the show. We'll be coming out with another one on Friday, and, you know, 
maybe a surprise is coming. I'll keep you guys updated. But that's all for now. That's all I can say. That's all I can say. Okay. So this has been Off the Edge with Jay Beasley. We'll see you guys later. Peace.